One second. How do you all? Well? So just going to scrape some movement. Yeah, do it, bro. Okay. Have to crop that bit out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm here joined with my friend Gustav. Is that how you pronounce your name, brother? Like we've only met on yeah. Vine, so this yeah, is man. our first time That's actually good. talking. That's good. Gustav. Um, I know him as a graffiti writer and a really jolly guy. But that's all I know. So we're going to get to know <laughs> him a little bit more in this um, podcast. So, yeah. Gustav, tell us a little bit. Tell us your life story, brother. Yes, thank you. First of all, I want to thank you for inviting me to this interview, this podcast. And my story starts uh, with with you, in a way. Otherwise, I wouldn't be... Uh, recorded right one day i uh, get this invite through uh, instagram to join krishna conscious graffiti crew or maybe it's more it's like a lot of different artists and i i've been wanting that for a long time so very thankful thank you for taking the initiative to keep people creative in a Krishna conscious way and living life to the fullest. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, so who I, who I am, I'm a graffiti writer from Sweden. I'm a Hare Krishna chanter from Stockholm. I am, uh, I recovered um, friend and family member of alcoholics as well. So, for me, uh, everything goes hand in hand. Um, Tell us about uh, that. That's really interesting. How are those three connected? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, um, I grew up with uh, alcoholism uh, in my home. My mom was an alcoholic. Uh, my dad disappeared as a consequence of that. And I grew up in the streets of Stockholm with my mom. She was a single parent. She was lovely when she was sober and not so lovely when she wasn't. But Krishna has a plan. And even if I didn't believe in God then, uh, my mom was really strong when it came to atheism and politics. So she was like, you know, uh, one woman against the world, <laughs> you could say. And um, she taught me that like, People who believe in God are weak, but she wasn't a good example of being strong. She thought she was, right? Um, but Krishna had a plan. I didn't think he, he would ever fix my family situation. But uh, one day, enough uh, was enough. And I, after many years, uh, when I was 16, I actually spilled the family secret that my mom was drinking and uh, that was the beginning of my spiritual life i would say because uh, that was when i 
that was my first and most important surrender actually before that i had tried to fix my situation my my mom and my own situation by myself by trying to force solutions as they say in the well-known program in the 12-step program and that is the opposite of surrendering what did that look Accepting like when you help. say four solutions? Could you give an example just to paint the picture for Yeah. Um, forcing solution is basically I want something so hard that I will do everything in my power to prevent something from happening or make it happen. So in relationships, for example, uh, and if you live with someone who is having an addiction, it's very common that you want them to uh, change. So you will try to behave as nicely, you will try to pay bills, you will try to address them, you will try to lie, you will try to threat, you will try to uh, manipulate, but you think it's love. But it's actually, you're trying to force someone else into taking care of themselves. And in this case, taking care of me as well. But I give up and moved away from home and the social services kicked in and that was a surrender i can't do it on my own mm. i need help then i stopped trying to force my own solutions to it i was convinced that if my mom died you know that would be the best solution but krishna had another plan uh, when i moved away she got all the consequences handed to her life just you know gave her a proper beating uh, and she lost everything that she loved. And by that, she understood that she had a problem. She had to change or die actually. And when she uh, surrendered, when her surrender came and she accepted that, yes, I am an alcoholic and I can't control my life. I can't fix everything by myself. Uh, she got help. Krishna guided her to the AA program, Alcoholics Anonymous, which is the original 12-step program. And uh, then she, then after some time, I was living in foster families and stuff like that. And then uh, I actually got to meet her sober, and this was someone totally different. She had worked all the steps, done her footwork wow. properly. You know, wow. properly, not only the mouth talking. Right. Because that's easy, right? Yeah. But staying sober is about changing. Totally. And it's the same with, that's the same with Krishna consciousness, right? Yeah. If you only talk Hare Krishna, but don't walk Hare Krishna, yeah. what's, what's the gain, man? What's the gain? Yeah. Yeah. If you're nice in the temple, but you spit fire outside, what's the gain? So uh, she was such an impact being sober and she was the mom that I actually wanted, yeah. uh, that I dreamt of. Uh, and together we rebuild our relationship from the ground up. That's powerful. With our, yes, yes, it was. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't all flowers. You know, it was work. She went to her meetings every day worked her steps every day and I did the same but in the program yeah. for the children of alcoholics and uh, now I attend meetings for grown-ups who are relatives or friends to alcoholics and that is a really important 
foundation. Yeah. Uh, and in the 12 steps, you have to find a higher power, right? So God has a plan. And, there's, and I actually wanted to find my higher power. So I remember that, you know, I always had an interest in Hinduism at that time. And I was like, I have to check it out. Maybe it's not only cool gods and goddesses. Maybe it's not just nice art. Maybe these gods uh, actually exist, right. you know? And if I can choose what my higher power is, I don't want it to be some force or some walk in the forest or, you know, something like that. I want it to be cool. I want it to be real, man. And for some reason, I remember when I was seven years old, starting school, I went by this like uh, urban hippie shop or something. They they sold incense and they sold uh, Indian clothes and and um, posters and stuff and then i saw a poster of kali so that was my first like meeting with hinduism mm. nice when i was seven years and then later when you were seven and this yeah man when i was seven and i was wow. passing this shop looking at this poster in the window and i was like wow this 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 is so cool what is this mm. so and then when I was a little bit older, I was 10, 11, before my mom got sober, because I, my mom got sober when I was 16. So uh, I had a lot of years that damaged me, um, but also taught me <laughs> how the material world works. Sure. So, but still, we were going to uh, visit Denmark, and on the train station, this Sankirtan devotee comes up and sells. Uh, Bhagavad Gita to me and he does it by showing the pictures mm. in the book I'm like you know 10 or something I can't I'm not really a reader I'm a dyslectic as well but the pictures man the pictures just caught me mm. and then at that trip my mom got like really drunk and things got really bad and I was alone in this house, a summer house in Denmark that we rented. And I was just feeling so abandoned. And I remember I was sitting in this uh, ugly kitchen and I had this Bhagavad Gita. Mm -hmm. That was the only comfort that I had. Then I opened it and I saw this picture of this. Uh, I think you know this picture of the yogi who has been sitting in Samadhi for such a long time that his body is like so skinny and there's like plants growing on him and everything. Mm. And then, you know, continuing, I've been seeing Krishna devotees in the streets chanting and I've just felt like, wow, what is this sound, you know? And uh, Krishna arranged that my mom was actually working close to a Govinda's restaurant in a temple. So, you know, Krishna had a plan from the very, very beginning. Even if I didn't feel it, even if I didn't understand it at the time, Krishna had small portions of, you know, mercy. This talk about that books are ticking time bombs or bhakti. And that, you know, kindness, love, bhakti, it grows with time. But maybe I can't see it. Maybe me as a preacher can't understand it and see it at the time. But it does affect people. 
goes to the heart. So when my mom got sober, when I get into the 12-step program, started to work the steps, wanted to find my higher power, you know, Krishna already prepared mm. me for it. Right. So it was, you know, it's amazing, actually. So I, w I started, um, uh, I don't know if you call it high school or if it's gymnasium, yeah, high school. you call it in, yeah, I was, then I was 17. Uh, yeah, I was 17. And then I wanted to find my higher power through 12 steps. And I decided to make an interview mm. with uh, the shopkeeper of Govindas. Okay. And Krishna had a plan there as well, because I was scared. You know, I heard a lot of rumors about Krishna uh, devotees that they were this and that and brainwashing and watch out. But my mom was always supported because she understood that this was a search for the higher power. Mm. But other people around me were like, oh man, you gotta watch out. My, my older brother, we've been having fights about Krishna consciousness and stuff like so much. He's like, why can't you just be like every regular Swede and eat meatballs and drink and just be normal, man? Mm. <laughs> and I was 17, right? So that's a bit weird. Like, mm. aren't you going to worry about drugs and alcohol? But you mm. worry about meditation and vegetarianism, okay? Mm. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I went, did this interview with this devotee. She was lovely. She also had a 12-step background, so I could yeah. trust her. Okay. And she made this lovely, soft preaching. She wanted to become my friend first and most. Mm. And then, you know, slowly, when I got her trust, I could trust that it's not dangerous to visit the temple. So I took some visits and uh, came to Sunday feasts. And now it's past uh, 20 years. Wow. So how old yeah. are you? How old are you, brother? Uh, I'm uh, 36 today. Okay. Right. So since you're 17, yeah. you've been practicing. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's a slow process. I'm a, I'm a slow learner. I'm not, the, I'm not the surrendered soul that I wish to be, you know. But I think everyone has their own way and their own history and their own karma and baggage, you know. Yeah. So I've been doing service, going to the temple. I've been doing a lot of different services. But I've never been into, you know, being a brahmachari. Uh, I'm more of a street bhakta <laughs> you <laughs> so, know yeah so I'm, let us I'm, I'm done yeah tell us about your art practice um you know that's your street bhakta is your instagram handle yeah um, that's right and your instagram is full of calligraphy on the street so tell us about yeah about that how did you get into calligraphy um you know and just what what's your inspiration for your art yeah, man. So uh, I started off with um, growing up uh, in the streets of Stockholm. I, you know, I saw graffiti in the 90s and there was this famous crew called the Jazz Crew and uh, Woofs, uh, Writers United. Oh, Woofs, um, like W. Yeah, Woofs. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. W uh, U F C. And uh, uh, SDK, 
uh, they joined together with the French crew, SDK. And they were bombing the streets, you know, with big chrome tags and doing pieces. And it was mad in the 90s, you know. There were like whole cars, there were a lot of different big crews, like six. Uh, there was a really cool crew came up, uh, IB, who were the first in Sweden, I think, to write in a different style. It wasn't really like, you know, this uh, old school style. It was like artsy, you know, the letters were like really wonky and they looked like figures more than, and I was so inspired by these. And I wanted to, I really wanted to be a part of it. It was mystical to me to see the tags. And I was like, wow, how did they get up there? How did they do it? Um, and then I uh, got introduced to tagging uh, or bombing, uh, actually more like tagging. It was quite innocent uh, by a friend from London, actually. And I tried it and I was hooked. I was like, wow, this is this is so exciting. What was it about that it that, was, that excited you? It was... I actually always, all my life, I've been a good boy. You know, I've been taking care of my mom. I've been taking care of my girlfriends. They always came came first. I've always tried to please others. I've been a people pleaser for such a long time. And I think that was a nice vent to actually, you know, vent some of my stuff. Um, and I felt alive, you know. Mm. I think every everyone who's been doing bombing, and who knows what graffiti is a writer can understand that when you do bombing it's like right. wow you feel alive it's something yeah. it's raw it's like and when well it comes said. to graffiti when it comes to graffiti uh i want to start off with saying that you know uh, i actually started off with a little bit of tagging but then i got caught uh, and I got really scared and my brother and mom got really disappointed with me and I, I lay it off for some years. But then I started with street art with a friend uh, and doing stickers and uh, that was fun, more more softcore, not so mm, sure. like, you know. Uh, but then she actually wanted to get, get into graffiti and she started a crew that I joined we became so good friends and she was also in the 12 step program so we have we've been always having you know a sober mindset uh recovering mindset and and so our graffiti has never been about like destruction and and being violent or being drunk or getting kicks out of you know doing dangerous stuff it was more for the art and she was a hip-hop head, you know, she was a true, she had a true, true hip-hop heart. And she was studying hip-hop and she was, you know, going to uh, hip-hop jams, breaking, uh, DJing, MCing, all the elements. So she actually was my hip-hop guru, you could say. And I realized that graffiti is one of the elements of hip-hop. And understanding the hip-hop culture by participating, but also reading and watching movies like Wild Style, you know, from the early, early 80s. That's a really nice graffiti movie if you want to understand the roots of graffiti and hip-hop. And 
when I got the understanding of what actually hip hop is about, you know, I felt so in love with being a writer. I'm not a graffiti artist. I'm not here for the money. I'm not here for the fame. I'm here for the spirits of being a writer. And I am more of the, you know, the bomber, the tagging, than doing pieces. I think that makes the art more alive. For me, coming into a subway cart, which is just trashed with, with tags and a whole car or whatever, that is so alive, you know? I can feel the energy when I go in there. I know what people have been facing to do that. You know, they face jail, they face, uh, you know, fines, they face maybe beating, you know? So they actually have a lot of spirit doing it. Mm. It's not just, you know, oh, pay me for my paint and, uh, mm. you know, give me t two weeks and right. I'll paint this mural right yes. and everyone can't do it so i think there's something really alive with it i i compare uh, illegal graffiti or the real graffiti as i see it as meeting a tiger in the savanna you know you you smell it you see it you feel right. the fear you understand this is serious you know right and you can just like you can feel it in every pore of your body well that's said. like that's what graffiti is when it's on the streets when it's done by people who is actually living the lifestyle and knowing what it is and legal graffiti in fames and also in galleries that's like watching bbc documentary about planet earth it's nice, it looks good, everything is perfect, you don't have any smells, <laughs> you don't have any screams, right. you don't have any stress, it's just like, right. ooh, yeah, man. Yeah. And that's nice, and that's good. But is it the same? No. And it's needed. I think both cultures are needed. Both the, the ones who are like master artists, and can get paid to do that, that's fine. But I think the culture wouldn't really live in the same way if it wasn't on the streets as well. That's an incredible story and um, analysis, <laughs> if you like, of, of yeah, graffiti culture. Uh, I love the way you, uh, the insight and the, the way you explain it, like I, I've, I've got a very different relationship with graffiti. My journey has taken yeah. me to different, um, a, a different place, a different space um, with graffiti. So to hear that is just really refreshing and mind opening. And I think also for our listeners who um, don't have a clue about graffiti, that's going to be really um eye-opening so no, thank you for sharing um so what else do you do besides graffiti because i know you're you're partnered up i don't know if you have any kids or what you do for work or what does your day look like or a week 
Yeah, man. Um, well, um, I am working with children. Uh, I'm a kindergarten teacher, you could say. I'm the step under kindergarten teacher, but still. And uh, right now I am uh, trying to follow Krishna's will uh, in my line of work. I'm trying to really do my part. Um, for quite some time I was actually feeling bored and uh, I got burned out uh, and I, I got sick with stress and that was because I didn't have the right mindset actually uh, but now I found the proper more surrendered less forcing solutions mindset and I think I have matured a lot in my Krishna consciousness mm. so and uh, now I'm working with the children in the kindergarten and I am so happy to do that and it's a gift and I see that I'm an instrument of Krishna's love and will and I have accepted that this is actually a part of my dharma to uh, take care of people in a nice way and now I with all my recovery in the 12-step program I've learned to find the nice balance between giving love and not losing yourself in the process. Mm. And so that's what I'm doing for, for work. Um, I actually work at a Jewish uh, kindergarten. So, you know, I've been praying for a long time that I want a line of work where I can be myself, where I can use my gifts that Krishna has granted me in in a nice way uh and in sweden is very very uh what do you call it uh, atheistic and people get really awkward if you say that you actually believe in god even if you're christian uh if you say you're Hare krishna you're dangerous <laughs> so i've been facing a lot of uh, misunderstanding you could say in my line of work uh, but now Krishna has been opening so much nice doors for me to be able to be myself, to be able to preach and help others practice their religion. So I think Krishna mm. has placed me with this Jewish kindergarten to help them keep their Jewish roots and be right. proud of their Jewish heritage. And I can help them with that. And that's so nice. Sometimes it's challenging uh to uh, fight the atheism that is quite strong actually they are working really hard to kick all the religion mm. and all the spirituality out of society and especially in school it's actually mm. forbidden to take kids to churches and, and stuff like that without oh. the parents parents uh consent. yes consent thank you thank you so how so yeah tell us about and that. yeah sorry yeah you, you you also asked me if i had any kids i don't have any kids i think krishna has another plan for me i think he will has to be really 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 uh, <laughs> uh what to say clear if i need if right. if he wants me to have kids it's <laughs> not on my sure. radar right. but i you know I will, i'll submit to it if he gives me kids somehow uh but i have a lovely uh 
girlfriend and she's actually studying to become a Christian priest. Wow. So there again, Krishna had, had a plan uh, and he hooked me up with this really, really God conscious Christian woman. And I had to give up all my misconceptions and all my pride right. uh, when it came to, to you know, Christians. I had a lot of bad experience with Christians. And she just turned everything upside down in a good way. Wow. And now I'm actually attending church almost more than the temple. So, so how do you I'm practice taking... your, sorry. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I interrupted. Yeah. You. I, I, I practice, I, you know, I practice my Krishna consciousness in a way that I think Krishna's created all the religions right yeah and i can and in the 12th program there's a saying like take what you like and leave the rest so when i come to another tradition doesn't matter which one i will try to find the really nice wisdom parts and i right. will take that and i will learn from that and the christians they have such a nice yeah. community yeah they got their community together man and they got money as well mm. that's not so so common in in stockholm at least we're struggling with the money and the community it's nice that there's a small click here but you know i think there's something to learn there and you know uh, when it comes to jesus christ and they're the proper followers you know they're humble man they're humble and right. they're ready to help yeah and they're ready to yeah their humbleness is something that i can really learn something about mm. And briefly, before we get to our quick fire round, <laughs> tell us yes. about your bhakti. Like, what what attracts you to Krishna consciousness? And maybe share something for our new listeners who maybe don't know anything about Krishna consciousness. What is it? Um, because I think you've spoken um, very nicely about how you know open open minded. Um, you are and how and actually that's krishna consciousness um as well that um it's not dogmatic or closed-minded when it comes to other faith there's this understanding See. that you mentioned that See. all religions are created by krishna or god dharmam tu satsang yeah, bhagavat pranitam yeah so that's a really good thing to know i think like straight off the bat you know about krishna consciousness that it's not another um only way truth and the light you know it's it's not another one of no. those you know self-righteous kind of yeah parts. the turn or burn <laughs> yeah yeah um surrender or go to hell kind of so yeah. tell us something yeah. else about you know now we know what krishna consciousness isn't <laughs> tell us a little yeah, bit yeah. about what it is to you sin brother Thank you, Prabhu. Yeah, so for me, Krishna consciousness is chanting, dancing, and feasting. And what is that? Well, it's a loving form of connecting with God, connecting with the followers of God. So chanting, you will see that in the streets commonly. And if you search YouTube for Hare Krishna, Gauranga, Sankirtan Harinam party, you know, you will see so many happy, glad monks 
regular people. And it's something very special, you know. And that is a unique feature now that I have some experience with different tradi traditions. It's a unique experience, the kirtan, the bhajan, the holy name, sung, and also danced. Mm. The dancing is very important. And when I can surrender to that uh, without fear, you know, it takes some time for me to, to surrender with dancing in the streets. But when I do it, wow, mm. they're so amazing. You know? mm. And I think it's really important to, uh, if you're having a spiritual life, if you're having recovering 12 steps, if you're not having fun, what's mm. the point? What's the point? So Krishna consciousness is about having fun in a healthy spiritual way. So the food also such a lovely spiritual way to get to know Krishna and his devotees. And um, yeah, so um, for me, I think the philosophy as well is so nice and it's so intimate. You know, you can know God by the color of his skin, right? God is sham. How cool is that? The God has a skin color and also he loves dancing. He loves, you know, messing around with his friends and his girlfriends as well, you know. He's a person. And mm. that's, for me, a very unique thing in our tradition that other traditions might not have in the same way. And uh, also the, you know, the surrendered Krishna conscious devotees, the real Hare Krishna chanters, you know, they are so loving. They've been feeding me and they've been hugging me and they've been dancing with me. Uh, and they have been experts in seeing when it's time to be more soft, or when it's time to invite me to the next level. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so now we're going to do a quick fire round. Um, Sin. What is the favorite, your favorite thing in your closet right now? Ah, oh, man, I think it's this hat and this t-shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Be honest. Be honest and ask for help. Nice. Do you have any pets? Uh, I had a pet. Uh, I had a cat, but it moved. It moved? Yeah. It, you mean it ran away or it died? Nah, it moved with, the, with my, my ex-wife. Uh-huh, sure. Uh, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie has to be uh, some of the Star Wars movies. Maybe mm. the last Star Wars movie, actually. If you haven't seen it, see it. Star Wars right. is a cool spiritual yeah. series of movies. Nice. Describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Happy kind, brave. Mm. 
What's your biggest pet peeve? What? Biggest pet peeve. It means like something that irks you or annoys you. Ah. Uh, people who only talk the talk. Like religious people who say that they are followers of God, but they just hate and spit fire. Politicians who say they want to help, but they just want to serve their own interests. Mm. And when I follow those type of people myself, that irritates me as well. Mm. Favorite kind of chocolate? Oh man, it has to be expensive uh, <laughs> Italian. If you could be from any other decade or era, which would it be? Oh man, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I would love to be in the uh, Baroque, Baroque era, man. I love the paintings and the oh. gold and all. The more is more. How can less be more? More right. is more. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't a kindergarten teacher, what would you be doing? I would be uh, a priest's wife, uh, as you call it. I would serve my wife as a priest assistant or servant uh, full time and helping other priests and gurus to have a nice uh, spiritual life, attending to their uh, needs, spiritual, mm. physical and, phys and psychic needs. Hmm. Uh, what's on your uh, playlist? What's your playlist right now? Uh, my playlist. It is uh, nice kirtans from uh, from uh, Radhadesh, and also really cool Orthodox Christian hymns hmm. and serious conscious reggae dub music that reminds me of Ja. Like her? I love um, the Congos and also uh, uh, oh, their name just flew out of my but That's right. Old, old school dub music. Fresh. If you could have any three people, dead or alive, over for dinner, who would they be? Ah, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, man. Oh, man, listen <laughs> to this. I would love to hear a dinner with Srila Prabhupada, Jesus, and Muhammad in the same room. Mm. Okay. If your house was on fire, what two things would you run back in to get? I would... Oh, that's hard. That's hard. Okay. <laughs> my, my One of my... Uh, graffiti markers, my bead bag, and uh, I would just chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> Name a book you read that positively shaped you, shaped you. Oh yeah, man, Srila Prabhupada's biography, mm. and also a Swedish uh, graffiti book that describes graffiti in the 90s of Stockholm. Nice. Who would play you in the movie of your life? Wow, that's good. Uh, I don't think he would do a good job of portraying myself, but Adam 
Uh, oh man, what's his name? No, I'm losing Adam all Sand the memories. Sanders? No, uh, the guy who's uh, been in Girls and also the Star Wars. How can I forget his name? Oh, what, who was he anyway, in Star Wars? He was, uh, the, he was the bad guy in the new movies. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anyway. his real name. Um, iPhone <laughs> or I Android? Android, always. If you had a spirit animal, what would it be? <laughs> oh, man. I think it would be you. <laughs> Favorite TV show or movie? The Leftovers. Spiritual, spiritual and deep and cool. Okay. Any tattoos? What? What's Any that? tattoos? Tattoos. Drawings on your I body. Permanent drawings on your... Oh, tattoos. All right. I wish I had. I wish I had like really cool, proper Arabian, uh, Arabian Islamic calligraphy and also Gosh. Gothic calligraphy, but okay. I'm not having any yet. Best gift you've ever received? My mom's sobriety and the 12-step program that led me to Krishna consciousness. Beautiful. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Oh, that's cool. I would like to make everyone just actually understanding each other. Ah, <laughs> that's cool, man. Um, okay, so thank you so much for your time today. And it's been really great talking to you, getting to know you for the first time, by the way. Um, thank you, yeah. This is, yeah, this has been our first actual conversation um, yes. in real time. Otherwise, it's just been few chats on instagram and 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 stuff but um yeah we wish you all success what, what are your plans in the next four minutes what are your your plans you know are you working on anything at the moment any projects with your art yeah i'm doing a lot of uh, divine ice stickers it's krishna spice that i put up and i'm also uh, filling my pens up to uh, spread the holy name in a nice way I think it has power, even if it's uh, even if it's shocking. I think it's in the nice way. So I, um, that's my goal: to just keep nice. going, keep on bombing with love and devotion. Fresh. All right, Prabhu. We'll see you on Instagram. And um, any last words for our? And like, what would be your one? You know, you're, you've got you've got the stage. What would be yeah, your one thing, message to our listeners? Yeah, thank you, Prabhu. Well, I would say whatever is going on there, God has a plan. If you're in suffering, please ask for help for people who are humble, who, know, who are loving. If they're not, give it up. And if your life is just flowing day by day and you have so much energy, please serve and if you feel i can't take it anymore give if you can't take it anymore give mm. beautiful man okay thank you so much bro we'll see you soon thank you Hare krishna Hare krishna please have a nice krishna consciousness and may krishna bless you thank you very much you too Hare Hare